0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Women Among Them. Um, each week in this podcast, we'll learn about a female artist and her journey and also her female influences along the way. Um, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Heather Sino, and today our guest is Claudia Berlinski. Hi, Claudia. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so Claudia is um, an assistant professor at Youngstown State University and Hi Claudia, so why don't you just tell a little bit about yourself? All right, so
1: um, I've been an assistant professor for about, this is my sixth year, and prior to that I was teaching adjunct, which, you know, has its pros and cons um, for a long time. And, um, you know, prior to that I was not doing anything art-related for a long time. After grad school, um, I was just like, fuck this. I'm not making art. I hated that. My experience in grad school was horrible, except for, you know, the partying and the friends. (laughs) But, um, so I'm like, no, I I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to teach. I don't want to make art. And so it was about nine years before I decided, um, well, I actually went back to school. I was going to get this MAT, uh, Master of Arts in Teaching, so I could teach high school. And then uh, I took a couple of catch-up classes and decided that I didn't want to write. It was very writing intensive. And I said, okay, I already have a master's degree. I better just, you know, suck it up and do something. And so then I joined a few artist groups and started making art again and said, okay, well, I'm going to apply for adjunct teaching jobs. And that's
0: kind of what brought me here. Where did you get your undergrad, then? I went to Buffalo State College. You're from Buffalo? From Buffalo, yeah. yes, yeah. How was your experience, do you think, there? So you loved that you were in art school.
1: Yeah. Well, when I, uh, when I graduated from high school, I actually went away to this woman's college only, and I only knew about it because a friend of mine wanted to go there, and um, it was in the Finger Lakes, and I was supposed to be studying social work and then i went on this trip to new york and like you know it was one of those things that some people talk about this like wow you know moment and uh, we went it was like this fine arts trip so we went to the symphony we went to see plays we went to museums and then we went to these private galleries and we would have curator or you know gallery directors talk to us and stuff and and you know he was talking about this non-objective painting, and everybody was kind of like, you know, standing there, putting up with it. And I was <laughs> like, I know what he's talking about. I get this, you yeah. know. So then um, after that, that was like this weird interim semester. I came back to Buffalo, and I said, I'm not going back there, because it was like going to a girl's high school. Yeah. You know, it was really weird and clicky, and, and I wanted to study art. And so I went to this, but I never had art in high school. Um, and so I went to this, um, community college that a friend of mine from high school was going to, and I just enrolled in the, um, Associates of Fine Arts program, and I was like a fucking sponge. It was amazing. It was like, tell me anything and I will do it, you know. And so then I took a printmaking course, um. Well, I was in photo also, because I thought, well, you know, photography, you know, that's uh, something I can understand, you know, how to get a job in that. So it was was like um, associates in photography, that's what happened. And then I took a printmaking course, and I was like, oh, this is incredible. So Mm -hmm. then I picked up the associates in fine arts as well. And that was was amazing. I mean, just, uh, I don't know, like I said, I was a sponge. And... And then I transferred to Buff State for my four year degree in printmaking.
0: Nice. Yeah. My partner and I were looking at some of your prints last night and mm-hmm. we were just comparing mm-hmm. that with your photograph. It felt so like interwoven in a weird way to me that I was just I'm seeing like these weird connections <laughs> <laughs> and like, they, yeah. like I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It, so it's felt
1: very like That's good because similar because I I feel. I mean I kinda am all over the place. I really like materials and and I was doing a lot of collage stuff for a while. And that, to me, felt like printmaking. You yeah. know, like you said, the layers and yeah. stuff. And it was the same sort of thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I make this image? I have to build it up in layers. And then, you know, that sort of. And so, yeah, some of the photography is the same way. Yeah. Or it has multiple components, which is the other thing that was really cool to me about printmaking. Yeah. You know, so.
0: So. um so then you went on to get your master's. Mm-hmm. I went to the Ohio State University. Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, I had a hard time there because there were only two female faculty members. And it just didn't occur to me to, like, really align myself with them. and. um you know, so on my committee were all these men, you know, and I had worked with all these men, and I had to teach with all these men, and, and, you know, that was in the late 80s, and, I mean, I don't know, I, I feel like there, that, there was, that was still like the tail end of like the old boys network, yeah. you know, yeah. and they would sort of sit there, and like, I, I had this one professor, um, and he, he would just sort of, like, sit there and, like, he'd do this where he'd cross his legs and kind of just, like, pontificate, you know, about things. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, so I had to put up with that. I had one guy thrown off my committee because, um, he was just a, a jerk, and, and we just didn't get along, and, um, he was one of the printmaking professors, and so I, I really only had one printmaker. And I was making prints, but it's not, like, what I really wanted to do, and I was making a lot of sculptural pieces, and so that, that raised a few eyebrows, and that, I got a little friction for that, and, honestly, I'm not sure I was ready for grad school when I went, because, I don't know, like, the, what I was working with in undergrad was, like, a lot of personal female issues, identity issues and stuff, and then I'd sort of like switch gears when I was there, but I I was kind of lost. I mean, I was still sort of doing that, but it wasn't manifested, you know, through the female figure or the female body anymore. And so a lot of the early sculptural things I was doing were, were pretty cheesy, but they weren't helpful. My committee was not really helpful, and they kept trying to steer me in other directions, like you know, look at this minimalist sculpture. You know, or look at this, and and they were all very masculine. You know, even though some of them were women, I felt like the artwork looked masculine. Like, yeah. here's a cube. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I hate to, you know, qualify things as masculine or feminine because I feel like we all have, you know, we all embody both of those things yeah. in different. Degrees—it's sort of a sliding scale—but it didn't feel right for me, and they weren't. I felt like they weren't really looking at what I was doing. Yeah, right, listening. Yeah, <laughs> and then maybe finding artists that I could identify with. Right. They were really just trying to, you know, have me turn a corner and do something completely different. Yeah. So you know that was my issue with that, and uh, but I did, and then I, um, so I didn't actually pass my, um, my first. You know, you'd have to do this sort of review and let you know if you can graduate and do your thesis show, and I didn't pass that, and then I got pregnant, and so it was like an extra, a year and a half later, I finally did it, but it was torturous in the end. (laughs) So, anyways.
0: So you still had, like, the same people on your committee, even at the
1: end of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I know, and, um, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it... W- because I had petitioned to get the one professor off, I couldn't really push that envelope anymore. Yeah. Or Or, you know, I'm not sure why, but...
0: But you did pass. I did, finally, in the end, pass, but... <laughs> so you you said you, like, took a break after that, because you yes. were just over it.
1: I I was. I was so disillusioned by, you know, the whole... I really wanted to teach, you know. I really... When I was in undergrad school, I really... I don't know, like my professors were so cool and I, you know, I wanted to be like them, you know, and I love the academic environment in that, you know, there's always this thinking and creating and questioning and all of this creative energy, you know, and I really wanted to be around that yeah. all the time. Um, but yeah, that whole thing turned me off. And. So where most people were getting their applications out for teaching, you know, I didn't do that. And then I stopped making art, and I had this, I was, had a little kid, and I was traumatized by childbirth, first of all, you know, so it was like, it was, it was really hard for me having a baby around.
0: Yeah. I'm traumatized by the fact that children exist, and I have three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, really, like, I don't know where my head was at, and then suddenly I had the kid, and first of all, giving birth sucks, and uh, I would, you know, especially if you do it naturally, and they weigh almost 10 pounds, but, um, (laughs) you know, that, I don't know. Shout out
0: to to your daughter. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my son, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It took five years before I got over it and could do it again, (laughs) but uh, anyways. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I was the baby of the family, so I never had any s- younger siblings, so I, I guess I didn't really know. Then I was like, oh, I ca- how do people manage this? You yeah. know, I can't do it. So yeah. I
0: don't know. It is tough to do, um, like, art and family, I think. Like, a lot of times, you know, I w- you know me from being a student at YSU, and, like, I started when my twins were four months old and I had a three-year-old you know and it's like I got a lot of wow I didn't realize they were that young yeah and I I did get a lot of like well why are you even here yeah you know and I think that is like you just have to kind of push through that I think you know and prove it but then it's kind of like why like I'd struggled with that like why do I have to prove just that I should be here you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. like an extra qualifier that like you right. deserve to be sharing, like, a space. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, why aren't you home taking care of your three kids yeah. or whatever?
0: I, I think, you know, I was
1: at such a crossroads. Like, if I had enjoyed what I was doing and I, and then I was like, yes, I'm really into this and I'm going to apply for jobs, then I would have sort you know, I would have had this path and then the other thing wouldn't have seemed so traumatic. yeah. But, you know, when all that shit was going on at the same time and I was unhappy with, um, you know, grad school and making art and, you know, I was just tired of it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think you do need a break, too. It's like sometimes being like an artist can be like really daunting. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like you're like, I'm trying to say something, but I might not be saying the right thing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like exhausting. <coughs> then to add like being a new parent, you're just yeah. like. No, like, I'm tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: And, you know, maybe
1: I used it a little bit as an excuse to, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to psychoanalyze it, but (laughs)
0: anyways. (laughs) Uh, So you took time off Uh and you had awesome kids. Yeah. And then you decided you're getting back in to create. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what were you... Thinking when you were just like I gotta like be making again, and what was that feeling like?
1: Well, uh, I was living in Kent, and I w- was meeting a lot of artists. There are a lot of artists that live in Kent, probably because of the university. And then people went to art school there, and then they stayed. And um, and I don't. Oh, I there was this independent bookstore, this tiny little bookstore there. Um, this woman owned and it was called cat 's books and it was down this alley and I would go there all the time and That woman was an artist and a writer and she started having these sessions where we would there she would bring a model in, and she was inviting lots of different people who worked in different media to come and and like you know whatever do what you do, draw or write, or whatever um with this model and And so I started doing that, and then, you know, so then I became friends with those artists, and then we went, and there was, like, this potluck at this artist's house, and she had this big studio, and we decided that, you know, we would meet there and make art every once in a while, so then I brought all these collage materials and, you know, just started making, and that actually, that session sort of really, um... Tipped off this this whole series of me working with like old family photos, you know, and yeah. the collaging and the prints and stuff, and and I I think I might have been that was just about the time I started teaching at Akron U and teaching here part time, and they were so nice to me the printmakers at Akron U. Um, Charles Beneky was so welcoming. He was like, "Just come and work in the studio, yeah. and you can even come during my classes, as long as you you know you're not like in the middle of when I'm trying to do when everybody's printing or whatever." But I it, I think it's great to have somebody else in here printing so the students can see, and so that was really great. And Wee Chew uh, was great too, and. Um, So, yeah, so I was able to do printmaking and then, you know, meet with these other artists and hang out. And then we started our own artist group. And so it was just sort of this, I don't know, kind of a snowball thing that happened.
0: I think that happens when, like, you're around other creatives. You just sort of, like, a light all of a sudden, like, comes back on. And you're just like, oh, man, like, I have all these ideas. Like, I can pump all this stuff out. Yeah. like, kind of like jazzes you up a little bit I guess.
1: Yeah and you know I that was also probably about the time that I thought I should go back and do that Master of Arts and Teaching thing and I had to take ceramics and I had to take a few art ed courses and yeah it sort of lit the fire mm-hmm. under me again and you know reminded me of you know how good that felt.
0: Yeah. yeah. So do you think that um, like I know now you're, like, really kind of... When I was kind of doing my BFA, you were, like, women on your committee. I think you were one of the first people Mm -hmm. who were just, like, have women on your committee. You know, like, things like that. Do you think that um, maybe these friends that you were making at this, like, point in your life, you were kind of, like, realizing those connections? Because I know, like you said, in, like, your grad school experience, like, you were kind of, like, maybe if I had... Mm -hmm. realize that. Like, do you think, like, you had started, like, coming to terms with, like, that connection and maybe started, like, having more female friends, like, that were artists?
1: Yes, absolutely. That... I think that could have changed a lot, you know, for me.
0: Yeah. So if you... So when you were coming up through, like, going to, like, Akron U and things like that, do you... I don't know. I guess, like, feel more connected in that way to like female work and like i know now i see a lot of like and you were saying like your family photos and things like Mm -hmm. that like it's like very i've i guess i view family as like domesticity and like Mm -hmm. like very female you know so like those connections to me are just like yeah you're kind of just like this is my life and i need to appreciate these moments and like yeah you know i think that's really like lovely I was like, these have to be family photos. I don't even think I, like, was reading the things. But, yeah, I I love your work. It's beautiful. Thank you. But, um, so that point, and then can you kind of, like, go into those, like you were saying, breaking down your work into, like, pieces. Like, how do you even, like, create a work, I guess? Is that... Yeah, well, um... I don't know. Um, I
1: guess now it's a little different than it was when I was working with those family photos. I would just look through the photos, and it would sort of, um, I don't know, think about sort of like stories. A lot of what I do still has to do with, like, memory and history, and um, and so when I was working with the old the family photos, and then some a friend of mine gave me, like, a CD with 300, just uh, pictures on it that he picked up at um like a yard sale or an estate sale or something people because when the last person dies off in your family all that shit goes up for sale or it goes to the goodwill and and then there are all these family photos that are like weird and you don't know who they are or what's going on and so I started using some of those too and it was sort of like making a narrative out of them like making stuff up or Like, the the family photos were, um, there was sometimes this little weird underlying thing that maybe people didn't know, but I I was just trying to imply, like, a story with them and to see if people, you know, could make up their own. Yeah. And and then the other, with the, uh, the family photos that were not mine, doing the same thing, just sort of making something up. Yeah. You know? Uh.
0: So, in your... (laughs) like your current work, I feel like you can kind of like make little like stories and like assumptions with like the pieces and kind of it becomes like your own interpretation of like the moments that you're like photographing in those little like Mm -hmm. ways. So can you kind of talk about your piece that was in Cleveland? Like how we got to this (laughs) point, like your most recent? The
1: sky pieces, you know, I was at a point where I was like, I I don't know what to make anymore. I don't know what to do." And, um, you know, the cell phone really changed everything for me. And I, I would drive to work from Kent. I would drive out here drive back, you know. And it would always be at that time of day when the light would be changing and the sky would be really dramatic. And I started obsessively photographing the sky. And I'm like, what? I have four thousand pictures of sky. What the fuck am I doing with these? And so I decided to I'm like, well maybe this is it, maybe I don't know what this means, but um yeah. so I that's when I started putting them together as grids and um I don't know. It became this sort of like I guess a meditative thing for me and And I guess you could also say that because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, did I want to continue with that previous body of work, or are things different, I don't know what to do, and so that sky, in a way, represented that, like, I don't know where I am, I'm lost there, you know. Um, So I did a bunch of those, and then, um, you know, I always have my cell phone with me, and just always photographing things. And in the same way, I started looking at those and saying, what am I doing with these? And again, maybe this is the work, you know, and so, um, and I think a lot of it, well, you know, so, so if you read my artist statement, which is really short, it talks about, um, the sort of fugitive nature of memory. And also this, this thing that I just added in, um, this intersection between experiences and place. Um, cause I always take pictures when I go places and do things. And they're not, a, sometimes they're just pictures of the places I go and do things, but sometimes, um, they're pictures and you might not know where they're from. And in a way, I think they're like symbolic of, of feminine things, you know, um, and sometimes they're just sort of this focus on the mundane in life, you know, that's really beautiful, and I don't know, like I always, and then I think a lot about when I was a kid, and I And I think, am I remembering that correctly, you know? And that kind of relates to the whole cell phone thing where, you know, people are always taking pictures. It's like they have to record every little thing that's happening. And and I think, you know, so will we be able to remember things better because we have access to all these? Or are all these photos going to be lost again? And then we're still wondering, did that really happen the way I think it did? Or why is his story different? than mine, you know, whatever. And so, you know, and sometimes I'll set up little things. Um, sometimes the images will come to me and I'm like, yeah, I want to photograph that and I'll figure out how to set it up. Um, but a lot of times it's just things I record sort of on a daily basis and try to make connections between them. Yeah. You know. So, but Did that answer your question? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw when you did the clouds at the McDonough and it was like a like one panel. And then from there, it turned into a whole room. Yeah. So can you take us through that process? Can you talk about oh, that well, show you know, a little bit?
1: Yeah, that show in that room. Well, so prior to the show at the McDonough, wait, the McDonough. So they were like the grids, right? Yeah. right? Okay. So there was this opportunity to this house in Cleveland that... um a gallery owner purchased this house and he turned it into a space where um, you were supposed to do, the artists were supposed to do installations in each room. It was just dedicated to installation art, sort of like a mini mattress factory, like super mini. And um, so this opportunity came up to do that, and and I really liked the idea of doing that, of like changing, altering a space. And So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, and, and I wasn't, I had done this, um, this project, uh, in Cleveland called Rooms to Let, where in Slavic village, houses that are going to be torn down, they have artists come in and do installations in them, and they're going to be doing that in Warren. Yeah, I saw that. This spring. So, um... Anyway, so I did a little thing there, and I used my photos, and they went up the stairs so as you walked up the stairs, you would see these sky photos and I wanted you know that was sort of me like, "Oh, I don't know if I can be an installation yeah. artist and so it was it was pretty weak, I thought, but there was you know a lot of meaning in it, you know you're walking up the stairs this you know there's the cloud with the sky or the sky with the clouds and the sun coming out, you know and um Anyway, so then that sort of led me to, I want to see if I can do more, and this opportunity came up, so I selected the smallest room in the house, but it also, um, you know, had these windows in it, which they told me most people just black out the windows, because they don't want the outside to interfere, but I actually like that interaction between, you know, what's real, what's not real, and um, yeah, so I just like, well, I'm just going to cover this room with skies, and... And <laughs> so I printed them all out on the sticky back photo fabric and, and did it, you know. And I don't know. I thought, who wouldn't want to have a room like that? Yeah. You know? I love it. I still love that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: I think that is, like, a really good choice, too, to leave the windows, like, yeah. open. Because, it, it like, I don't know, all your photographs of it are so gorgeous, yeah, too. Yeah, it it's was like, It was hard
1: to photograph because it really was a small room. It was just like an enclosed back porch. But yeah, the light in there was was really nice, and even when the sun sort of spilled across the surface, and yeah, And and then because it was an enclosed porch, there were actually windows that looked into the kitchen too, which to me was hysterical because I called it a room with a view. And the view to that was like, well, there's this trash can and this mop <laughs> and this broom and the side of the refrigerator and the stove with all the dirty <laughs> pots on it, right? And then on the other side was the overgrown backyard out the window. And then there was this beautiful room full yeah. of skies. <laughs> so I kind of like that interplay. and
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Right.
1: And I, I, so I think, you know, that was... Um maybe at that time I was sort of transitioning to the other photographs yeah. too. So it was kind of this transition area, but I'd committed to that and I wanted to do that and yeah.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your photographs that were at the Butler?
1: Yeah. So I was playing around with sand- sandwiching photos, sort of like double negatives and trying to create this sort of dreamlike Um, feeling with some of the photos, and um, I guess that actually is kind of a literal transition between the skies and the other photos, because a lot of those had the sky images in them, and they still had that sort of dreamy quality of the dramatic sky, but then they were pulling in those other pictures I was taking with my cell phone of just things, you know, beautiful things that I saw, or ugly things that I saw, or, I don't know, things that, you know, I reminded me of something, you know. And so, um, and then some of those were photos I had taken in Turkey. And (laughs) I, you know, when I go, I'm not really a, I can't really photograph people very well. And so I did have some street photographs of people when we were in Turkey, but mostly what I was doing is Again, looking for beautiful things. Yeah. You know, if you look through my photos, I don't really have pictures of people in there. Even, like, the people I travel with. It's just, like, stuff. Yeah. And um, so a lot of that was just sort of those memories, again, of, of Turkey. And, you know, they were sort of close-ups, details of things, or things that were kind of design. I teach design, so I'm, like, really attuned to that. I see, like, design everywhere. It's yeah have an illness, and <laughs> yeah, so it was—it was a, I think, a sort of a coming together of a lot of different um, things right then and there, and that was sort of a period when then I transitioned into the sort of thing I'm doing right now.
0: So, can you right. talk about that? A little?
1: Okay, so, <laughs> so um, I, I guess I felt like maybe a single photograph wasn't really conveying that experience of me being obsessively collecting pictures everywhere I went. And so I wanted to start using multiples again, like the clouds. But they would be a lot of different pictures. Like the piece I have in the faculty show right now has about almost fifty uh circular photos. And it's just all different things. And it's kind of like that, you know, how the mind works now. Like we're just processing all of this visual information and and it's all collected, you know, together and and how do you process that? And and I liked um the idea of working with the circles because it's sort of like looking through an aperture, you know. That yeah. stuff almost like like somebody doesn't know you're looking at them, you know, and but you're seeing like this little piece of something and and I also wanted to see if it would abstract some of the images more than just having that uh, rectangular or square format, um, so i and you know i it kind of still relates to that memory thing and experience in place. I have some thoughts now about how I could maybe alter those photos to convey that more, and I don't know, I really like working with the circle and i and I want to try working with other you know, really um, trimming out a lot of the image, like maybe even making long, narrow strips to see if that feels more like this memory that's being squeezed out or something, you know
0: I saw some of that on your Flickr you did like one of the clouds that was like small, little, and I was like, that's really like a beautiful idea, Yeah, yeah, like those moments where it's just like you can't quite put your finger on it, but it's, it's, it's there, you know? Yeah. And
1: sometimes like, I wonder how much of an image do you need to set off that memory? Yeah. Like just a little, you know, how much of that? So, and it, um, it makes me think about glitch art a little bit because it's sort of like this little like flash of something and you're like, yeah, that reminds me of something. And so, and I like how some of that is like these little random strips of things put together. And, um, there's almost like this electrical or electronic interference, you know, and sometimes when I draw on the photos, those lines, or in the past, I've sort of used like little dots or flecks of things that look like birds. It has to do with that sort of energy, you know, positive energy, negative energy, something flowing through. So, yeah. Anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Um, okay, so can you think on, like, all of your experiences that you've had? Do you... Can you, like, hone in on any, like, female artists who have really kind of inspired you or even, like it, like, instructors along the way who kind of got you to be this, like, awesome female artist that you are now?
1: <laughs> well, you know, after grad school ended, I discovered Kiki Smith, and I I looked up when she started working, and I was like, you know, she was working and showing when I was in grad school, and she would have been a perfect reference for me, because some of the stuff I was doing, and I don't have these photos on my Flickr page, but um, if I were to show you what my thesis show looked like, it's sort of these visceral, weird... Sculptural things, And I thought, man, there's somebody else out there making these gross looking things and dealing with grossness of female life and making these beautiful pieces out of it. And she also was a printmaker, but she was a sculptor and she did all different kinds of things. And, you know, she, that really, you know, affirmed for me that I could do those things, that it was okay to do those things yeah. because, you know, Prior to that, you know, you couldn't. Everything had to look masculine or look like a male artist did it or you wouldn't, nobody would pay attention. Yeah, right? it didn't
0: like qualify as art. Yeah,
1: real art. You yeah. know, you're just, you know.
0: You're a hobbyist. Making period art, you know, <laughs> or, you know,
1: menstrual art. Yeah. You know, you're just venting because you have PMS or whatever. Yeah.
0: And you're taking it out on all the men.
1: That's right. That's right. So... Yeah, so her work, and her work continues to, you know, fascinate me. She's just, um, I saw a show a few years ago in New York, and she had these giant metal sculptures, and she had these tapestries, and I just feel like, you know, she's really, she just really keeps evolving and making things that are relevant, and they're still, I don't know, like I can relate to them, you know, they're they're beautiful, but they're... You know, I don't know. They're about stuff. Yeah. You know, and they still are very visceral in a way. I'd never, um, you know, saw anybody who did work like that.
0: Yeah. Which I think that's kind of like a tragedy in itself. Yeah, like you were saying, if you would have known, that would have been Mm -hmm. like validation that... Right. You were moving in like a good path and right. you wouldn't have felt so like yeah, isolated. Keep, keep pushing, keep yeah. pushing, keep working at it, keep refining it. You yeah. Know? yeah,
1: Then it wouldn't have been such a horrible experience, I yeah. think. Yeah. Right. I remember there was this other um, woman I was in grad school with and she was making these nests. F- she was a sculptor. She was making these nest and egg things and yeah, you know, they were kind of literal. She was sort of in the same place I was. So she needed to push herself more, but she ended up, um, making these things that look like boxes and spheres, you know, because they wouldn't let her make nests and eggs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so she became that person who was, you know, the minimalist, um, I don't know. I just, they think not bad, but I just, I don't know. I, I felt like maybe... She could have also gone in a different direction. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the history of her stuff, but I, I did see sort of that product of the same kind of mentoring that I got. Yeah. So. So clearly, that's altered the way you teach. Well, I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't work with a lot of advanced students, but, um, and when I do, it's one on one. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I really try to find out what the person is thinking about, what they're interested in communicating. Um, and I'm trying to find artists that, you know, like legit artists, not people from like some weird blog online, (laughs) but legit artists who are doing stuff like theirs so they can feel that validation and, and, uh, you know, maybe be inspired by it. But yeah. And that, you know, there are twice as many Women in the art program as there are men, so clearly there's a need for some feminine guidance,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's like one of my most like sad statistics that I learned doing all of this. It's like most graduates of art school are females, but we're so underrepresented yeah. in like museums and right galleries and right sales, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Do you have anyone else
1: that... Oh, um, yeah, Barbara Kruger was uh, huge for me, too, because, well, you know, when I was in undergrad school, I really uh, was drawn to Cindy Sherman's photographs, and again, I hadn't really, I guess, been exposed to another strong female artist who was like she was just like putting herself out there okay I'm gonna take pictures of myself I, she was like the original selfie yeah person you know and she took on all these different roles they were almost like movie stills well there was the movie still series and then she did all these other weird and gross things with her body and and um and so she was a big hero of mine and then and then Bar- Barbara Kruger I somehow I relate the two of them together maybe because there's some photography involved although Barbara Kruger is appropriating it but um, her stuff was so in your face and the fact that she uses words and they're like really she's really clever about just picking certain phrases and words and combining them so you have to have in some instances your own interpretation of it and I just like that in-your-face style, you know, and the printmaking and the propaganda and, you know, it's just those kinds of things felt really empowering, you know, like, I can do this.
0: Yeah. We can do this. We can do this. Um, okay, so you have work in the McDonough right now Mm -hmm. on, like, it's associated with YSU's campus in Youngstown. Go see the show. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, do you have anything else coming up? Or are you working on any stuff now? Well,
1: I really thought hard about this question because I thought, well, I... A professional artist would probably make themselves sound like they have a lot of shit going on, right? But at the expense of sounding like not a professional artist, I'm just going to be very upfront. I had this... Uh, realization when I was getting that work ready for the McDonough, for the faculty show, that I have not made a new piece for a show in a year. A year. Okay. And, you know, I mean, I, I have a shit ton of photos, but I haven't really done anything with them. And yeah, so I'm always shooting and I'm always thinking and writing stuff down and, but I haven't actually, you know, made like, what I would call work that I would put in a gallery, you know? And, uh, all of that is due to the fact that I've been doing a lot of service stuff here, you know? And, uh, just finding the time and the energy for that. And then my son got married over the summer, so that was a whole another, like, (laughs) exhausting process. And so, you know, yeah, so I had this realization. I'm like, shit, I really need to get my, my stuff together and start doing stuff. So, I've been applying for some residencies because I under I, you know I understand that I need that time away from all distractions to get some stuff done. And uh, and I called my friend Andrea, uh, who's an old friend of mine. She lives in New Jersey. Or she called me. I was like emailing her and she said, "Just call me." So now we made this pact to call each other once a week be- so we can talk about these things and she can say, "Claudia, don't do that. Get in the studio." What What is wrong with you? Why do you always have to say yes to everything people ask you to do for them? So I'm trying to be more mindful about that, uh, you know, and she's helping me <laughs> on the right path. So I, I actually have some stuff I actually bought for the studio and set up a space, again, so I can start. And, and it's easy to get on my computer and just put some stuff in Photoshop and play with it. Yeah. So I'm going to do that now
0: that makes me really happy (laughs) um well I think and it speaks to kind of like being female I guess I think we have like a tendency to kind of just like yeah well I have to do my job I have to do what's expected of me yes I can take care of that yes yes. I can do that I can do everything yeah and then you end up just kind of forgetting like I I feel like art a lot of times like I love my kids they're like my favorite people in the world Mm -hmm. but a lot of times I'm like making work is my purpose, like, right. and that, and I think, like, as women, you kind of, like, get, like, it all builds up, right? you know, I, not, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, and, um,
1: well, it's that thing about, I have to take care of everyone else, mm-hmm. right, and, and then pretty soon you forget what it feels like to be in the studio, mm-hmm. and there's, like, there's this sort of switch in your brain that changes things when you're in the studio and you forget what that feels like. And then like my friend Stephanie made me go to this thing at Soap Gallery where you could just, they would give you a little canvas and you could paint anything on it. This was like maybe before Christmas and they put it on the wall and if they sold it, they sold it. And if they didn't, they didn't. Right. And so I'm like, I'm not a painter. So I was just painting some stuff and that switch flipped. And I was like, wow, I, I forgot what this feels like, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, you know.
0: It's like definitely a purpose. Right. I mean, not, not that your son and your daughter aren't a purpose. <laughs> well, I hate to I like know. diminish that, but it's but all But you know, they're not like they're not really you. They're not in you.
1: Yeah, they're and <laughs> you're not, they're not I don't have to take care of them anymore. Yeah. I mean, I do, but they're adults and um and now it's like this job has taken the place of them, you yeah. know what I mean? So I just need to figure out that balance yeah. of stuff, you know. And it's really, you know, having to do these residency applications really made me stop and think, you know, what what is it that I want to do? Because you have to write a proposal. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do next? So then you start thinking, wow, this is really freaking cool. I need to start doing this right yeah. now. I, I'm not going to wait for summer because... I'm excited about this idea, yeah. you know. So,
0: yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it took a year. <laughs> I think as women, we get caught up in like this, you know. Naming everything like a, well, this is my job, but sometimes that can be the artwork that you're doing in like a way that's like feeding you. If it's like feeding you you know, then it becomes the artwork. And like you said, your son's wedding, which was a whole thing, but I saw photographs of it. (laughs) It was a thing. (laughs) It was gorgeous. (laughs) Um, But, like, I think those things, like those moments, and, like, you make work uh, that sometimes feels, like, very family-oriented and, like, And, like, observationally, like, those are the moments, and that's, like, the work. And I think it's, like...
1: Well, and it informs the work, too. And, um, you know, sometimes you do just need to take a break and kind of step back. And um, I think it's hard as an artist, as it would be with any job. I mean, imagine working a factory job and just doing that Mm -hmm. day after day. I mean, if you make art day after day after day, which some people do, I... I don't, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if it would feel the same, if it would be as rewarding, if, um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's, it's a balance for, for me, for sure. I have to find a balance, you know, because um, too much of one thing is not good for me. Yeah. Because of my mental Ill- illness of having to take care of people, I started this support group of advanced female art students here because I, one day last semester, I talked to one after another after another and they were like, I was like, how's it going? Oh my God, I can't get myself out of bed in the morning. Or I'm so oh. like stressed out, you know, seriously, one after another. So, so I thought, oh, you guys need to get together and be supportive of one another and just be a support group. And you can, you know, have a stitch and bitch or, you know, just coffee hour, or you complain about everybody, or ask for help, or whatever, you know, and so um, look for that, figure that out. We had our first session the other day. It was great.
0: Um, Can people find you online if they're, like, Totally in well, love with you, like right um,
1: now. <laughs> actually, you know, I just Googled myself before this because mm. I knew you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> so <laughs> I, have, I don't have a website, but I have a Flickr page, and it's just my name, Claudia Berlinski. And um, it actually doesn't show up on the first page if you Google me, but the YSU website does, and that has a link to my Flickr account and my Instagram um, my Instagram—that's been like really great for me because it's just—it's not Facebook, it's yeah. not Twitter. You can just put pictures up, and and a lot of it is stuff that I probably will use in future work, you know, or it's inspires future work. So,
0: yeah. I love your Instagram.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: I do love Instagram in general.
1: I love to look. I I feel like I have this addiction to looking at beautiful things, and sometimes I just have to like scroll through it and see all the people that I'm following and see what they're posting and
0: yeah it is Instagram is really like a beautiful place yeah
1: I mean for a couple of years my students were like oh you would really like Instagram you've got to do it and I was like yeah yeah whatever and then I did it and I was like oh my god (laughs) yeah this is amazing
0: I signed up Stephanie Smith did you? Yeah, excellent. Adam and I helped her. <laughs> right? I think like
1: you were probably one of the people who said, "Oh, you have to get an Instagram
0: yeah. account." It's fun. It's so, yeah. just it is like it can be like really relaxing to just kind of, you know, sur- just drift in that like zone mm-hmm. for like a little bit, and then you're like, you come out of it, and you're just like, "Crap, I gotta go make something yeah, beautiful." You just yeah. feel like energized. Sometimes. I do yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, especially if you're like if you choose intentionally, kind of like choose to follow like a lot of artists yes. and things like that, then you, I think it can be used as, like, a really inspirational mm-hmm. tool. But I think sometimes it's, like, hard. But I think if yeah. you make deliberate choices.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and some people, they just, you know, post pictures of their families or their vacations. And then there are other people who kind of use it as a branding tool, you know, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. and And then there are people like us who post, like, just cool photos, yeah. you know, in addition to maybe family stuff. Yeah. And, um, it's like, wow, there's somebody out there who, like, sees things the same way I do. Yeah. So it
0: is really interesting. Yeah.
1: That's one of the better social media.
0: I agree with you. Absolutely. It's my fave. Thank you so much. Thank you. For this time. Um, I feel honored, and I'm so glad that you could sit this down with so us. This was so cathartic. <laughs> You know, yeah. talk about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> in a like, positive way. <laughs> well, it's tr- thank you, it's good. Claudia. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, thanks, listeners, for tuning in.